You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games, practices, storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So guys, the best way to stay on top of all of this excitement and all of these fun episodes is to download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto download button so that all of these episodes are just sitting there waiting for you to listen to them. You can also stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms. So that means you need to share it with friends, family, other hockey fans, and of course, other Bolts fans. Guys, I am Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell, and it's time for us to dive into a new yet very special episode of Pucks and Bolts. Kaylee, here we are. This is our second show like this. Fans will figure out what I'm saying in a minute, but this is our second show like this, uh, and it is very special because you're a person that deserves to be celebrated, and fans will find out why uh, right now. Well, you're very sweet. Uh, maybe too kind. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, no, there's no, uh, there's no cutting it. We'll try to try to play things off. Uh, just get right into it. Um, so, Casey, as you alluded to, um, this podcast—I don't know if you want to say it's special, but it is probably going to be the last podcast uh, for now that you and I are going to do together. Uh, for pucks and bolts. Um, I just have to step away for some health reasons. Um, so, uh, uh, but you know, everything's okay. If you want to, if you're the praying type or the good vibes type, you can always send those things my way. Um, but just, uh, it, it wasn't something that necessarily was like wanting to do. There's not like this amazing opportunity that I'm just like leaving for or anything like that. Um, it's just, it's just a season where I have to prioritize my health and my family. Um, but that does, doesn't mean that I'm not watching a bolt hockey or that I'm not still a lightning fan or that I'm not still cheering or that I'm moving out of the area. Cause, uh, we've got roots here. We're, we're staying yeah. in Tampa. <laughs> We're staying, we're, we're staying, uh, and, and continuing to cheer, uh, for the lightning. We still got our jerseys. We still got our gear. We still watch the games. So, uh, I just probably won't be talking about them with you on pucks and bolts as much as, uh, previously I had been. Um, but all that being said, um, I'm going to, I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to miss the fans. And I'm really thankful for everyone who has supported me and been so kind to me uh, during my time here. Um, and uh, just super thankful for for Bill, for making that initial phone call, for believing in me, 
um, for our producer, Spencer, who's fantastic, who helps us and makes sure that we pronounce people's names right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, also just like, you know, uh, make sure that, that we have fun and we're silly and, and embraces that whenever I want to talk about um, ranking of Thanksgiving meals or talking about Christmas cookies <laughs> or whatever weird thing pops into my head. Spencer's usually like all, all for it and wants to do it. So yeah, uh, it just love that encouragement. And then of course, UKC, um, a friend, and then obviously, you know, someone that, that I have worked with and worked really great with. Like I said previously, you know that I'm your biggest cheerleader and, and that I will keep rooting for you. Um, and of course, rooting for the success of the Bolts, um, because I do think that this is a really great team and I'm going to continue to cover them, but just in a little bit of a different, uh, you know, a little bit of a different way, um, yeah. just for, just for this season. So, um, not like this season as an NHL season, but this season of my life. <laughs> um, but all that being said, Casey, there have been some awesome moments that we have experienced in like lightning hockey um, mm -hmm. over the last few years. We almost got another one last night. I was so hoping with like, there was so much time left. Like Stammer had like 14 ish minutes left. And I was like, for sure. They're going to feed him the puck again. He's going to get another one. We're going to see. Gonna happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's happen. I was willing it to happen. And oh. of course, you know, you hear from Stammer afterwards and he's like, oh, it's not even on my mind. I'm not thinking about it. It's not a big deal. Um, but love to see the Lightning win uh, against Vancouver. Um, so Casey, before we go, you know, too, too deep into goodbyes, let's... Uh, Let's talk a little bit of lightning hockey. How's that? One more good go around. Yes, I would love that. Um, so as you mentioned, there was excitement in last night's game. I don't think that anybody was expecting 100% the 500 goal to happen. But in the same sense, I know that hopes were so high. So, so yes. high. And the relentlessness on, on uh, I almost called him Coach Cooper for some reason, the relentlessness on Stammer's end was apparent. So while he might not be thinking about it, you know, maybe subconsciously it was still a thing. He put seven shots on goal last night. Um, there was a lot of great things that happened in this game to be excited about. Uh, for one, you know, Kucherov just continues to stack up statistically sitting in second yes. place in the league in skater statistics, um, 17 goals, 44 assists, 61 points, tying Connor McDavid in assists. And um, now Stammer is one goal within 500. So always things that now I think is where you give it the most raving review because we are officially just about at that halfway point of the season. And, I'm telling you, stay on Kucherov watch because now he went from being the ultimate assist guy to collecting a goal. What in the last three games, like then yep. two goals, the previous game, like Kucherov sneaks in there and puts himself in the conversation. And he's, I think only five goals behind Leon Dreisaitl, who is in second place for most goals in the league behind Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is going to be a hard one to track down, but if yeah. he can you know, if he can, if he can get over dry sidle there, then, you know, you're talking about one of the best skaters, one of the best players in the league on, on your team, on your roster, on this Tampa Bay lightning team. So 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With that said, the Bolts didn't come out as hot last night versus this Canucks team. Kaylee and I did mention here on Pucks and Bolts that the Canucks can be a sneaky team. Their record yeah. may not show them to be that great, but they have great skaters, especially, you know, Horvat. Horvat was one of those problematic players that we said pay attention to, and he collected an assist on the opening goal that Garland scored. Garland has opened the scoring in the last few games for the Canucks. So, of course, that was such an energizing moment for that team. And you saw a lot of give and go both ways. You saw where the Bolts had moments of structure and success, and then Canucks were able to get them out of it. The first thing I will point out, Kaylee, that was frustrating is not that second period. Oh, no, they came to life in the second. It's the penalties. They had 23 minutes of penalties. The first period alone had six power plays three for each team. And I, of course we've talked to these guys in the locker room. And the first thing they say when it's a highly penalized game is that puts us out of our structure that takes us, you know, that no flow, no flow. It makes it really hard for us to set up. What did you see in that first period and how much they were affected by those penalties? So Gizzi also talking about rhythm and the lack of rhythm in the first period. I don't know if you noticed, but we had another Cooper shuffle last night. Now, I don't know if this one was because of, you know, Stammer trying to get, if, if Cooper was like really trying to feed Stammer that 500 goal um, mark at home, but he moved Steven Stamkos to center the top line between Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. Mm-hmm. And he moved Brandon Hagel down to be a winger um, with Anthony Sorelli centering that second line and then Alex Kalorn, obviously the other winger. So not only do you have Vancouver scoring first and you have an obnoxious amount of penalties. So you're not in rhythm that way. You're also kind of, even though these guys have like a history with each other, um, it's also, they haven't played on the same line in, in a little while. Um, and so it's just, it was just, it felt like a figuring it out period. Um, and they just did not have very much time to figure it out. Even when you, even when you look at how they did score the first goal, with Corey Perry, Mikhail Sergachev, Ross Colton on the assist, it was on the power play. Like they yeah. scored a goal. They, they, it wasn't even even strength. They just couldn't find their rhythm in even strength. And in addition to like the fact that they scored on the power play, it wasn't even the first line of the power play that scored the goal. <laughs> it was the second line, um, the second unit for the power play that went out and scored that first goal to tie things up in the first period. Um I don't know, Casey, this, it it kind of gets me thinking a little bit that um, maybe, gosh, and I don't want to like go too deep into this because I'll give some (laughs) stuff away, but I, I think that Brandon Hagel, you have called Anthony Sorelli the plug, but like maybe it's Brandon Hagel because as, I mean, he get he's on the first line and the first line is like out here scoring goals. He gets on the second line, the second line who didn't, Starts they were the up. only line that didn't score a goal the other night. As soon yep. as he's on the second line, what happens? Oh, Alex Kalorn starts scoring goals. 
Brandon Hagel is scoring goals with Alex Kalorn. Like, it's so funny. So at the beginning of the second period, Alex Kalorn scores the goal. Nick Perbix, Brandon Hagel on the assist. To mm-hmm. end the period, it's Brandon Hagel scoring the goal with Alex Kalorn and then Nick Perbix again, again on the assist. So it's yep. like those three guys, they just had a rhythm so- last night. They did, and they ended up being like one of the one of the things that I highlighted. So of course, you know, I geek out over the Cooper shuffle, and, yes. and seeing <laughs> that, it was also the flair and the confidence that Alex Kalorn scored that goal. So yes. it was Nick Perbix with a long shot, and then the rebound comes out, Kalorn cleans it up, but it was in such fashion with like this spinning goal that he puts on it. So it seems like there was, like you said, it there was no flow really in that first period. It took them a minute to get their legs and figure things out. Um, and we know that Cooper likes to, you know, switch things up to see if there's a spark that it, that ignites. And sometimes it does take more time for that spark to happen. Second period, the spark started to to create even more friction, um, if that's the best way that I can paint a picture of it. So love that you pointed out that goal with Alex Lauren, Brandon Hagel, and Nick Kerbix. Because the biggest thing that stood out to me on a more positive note of last night is how many guys walked away from this game with two points. Killer, two points. Hagel, two points. Perbix, two points. Stammer, two points. Killer, or no, Kucherov, two points. Like, the, yep. the effort is really what I saw in this. So while it wasn't yeah. their prettiest game in a lot of ways, there was so much effort. And I think it's nice for them to learn now how to play with different guys moving throughout certain lines and making it work. And you could be onto something there. I did get a chance to talk to Brandon Hagel. Maybe once you guys get a chance to listen to that mini-sode of me and Heggs talking after practice on Wednesday, you might think too that he is actually the plug versus Anthony Sorelli. And there's been a I lot of know. comparisons to Brandon Hagel and Anthony Sorelli, especially particularly in that forechecking conversation. But now that can kind of come up in a number of ways because there's two or three guys significantly that they want to move around to see, okay, how can we get something going here? Sorelli is one of them. Hagel is now one of them. And we saw that a little bit in the second Boston game uh, up in the garden or whatever, where they moved Hagel around a little bit between the top two Mm -hmm. lines to see what would happen there. And it's been extremely helpful. But then the third guy that's easy to move around uh, kind of plug and play situation is Nick Paul. So love when Cooper shuffles these guys around because you do get some insight on, on how versatile some of these players really are and what their sweet spots are or their skill sets are. And another guy who's starting to come to life as of late Kaylee is Ross Colton. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's that second half season guy. Now that I'm really thinking about it, you really see Ross Colton turn it up after, you know, you hit that halfway point of the season and he's starting to get on that trajectory where you're hearing his name more, you're seeing his involvement more, you're appreciating his effort more. I talked about him on the last episode of Pucks and Bolts. And last night for me was another good night for Ross Colton, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that he he's on that second power play unit. He was on the assist for Corey Perry on that first goal for the Lightning. Uh, Ross Colton is a guy, I mean, Ross the boss, he's, he's, the a, boss. Swaggy, he's <laughs> a swaggy kid. I think that he comes in and, uh, you know, he has, a, he has another level to his game. He hasn't been as consistent as maybe we would want him to be, but he's still a fairly young player uh, in the NHL, all things considered. So I think that there's some room to grow within that. Um, But eventually, Casey, that first line, they did find some rhythm. Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, um, and Steven Stamkos. uh, Nikita Kucherov got the goal, and Steven 
Stamkos, Braden Point on the assists there for Kucha's goal. That was the even strength goal for that top line. Um, I still think that the top two lines need to play a little bit of better defense. Anthony Sorelli is a guy that we we talk a lot about. He's a shutdown guy. Um, but two of the lines that he was on, he was on the line with Alex Kalorn and Brandon Hagel uh, for about 10 minutes. That line allowed a goal against, and then he was on a line with Steven Stamkos, Anthony Sorelli was, with Steven Stamkos and Alex Kalorn. Now, Anthony Sorelli was playing winger, which is a little bit outside of his wheelhouse. Like, he's, he's not as used to playing winger as he is to playing center. But that line, they only played together for about three minutes, but they also allowed a goal against. So just being cognizant yeah. of that. Anthony Sorelli is really good at forechecking. He's he's a really good shutdown guy. Um, but having some goals against is not necessary. You know, you know that's not yeah. uh, what you want. But along those lines, a deep pairing that we had talked a lot about, Casey, that when they do get up in involvement, they're really, really good. But last night, they ended the game, both of these guys, with a minus threes, Ian Cole and Aaron, Eric Chernak. Um, so wasn't the greatest performance for them last night. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, the the team won and there was still some excitement, especially because of the late goal by Stammer and it was a power play goal. And it just felt like, you know, just like, oh, so beautiful. But then after that, to like have that momentum and then for Vancouver to come back and score two goals, uh, it, it felt a little bit like a letdown, like that shouldn't have happened. Um, yeah. the, you had the momentum. It was a 5-2 game. And then they come back, they score two goals, they make it a one-goal game. The Lightning still win, but they don't win in the same fashion that they should have won in. Mm -hmm. um, and that, to me, is like a little bit disappointing. Um, so I would say, you know, I'm okay. I didn't love the first period. There was a lot of like, it, it was hard to find a flow. And so I, I think I can understand that. But if I'm having to like nitpick a, where a part of this game that I really did not like that I think they need to to start improving pretty quickly, it was mm -hmm. late in the game that yeah that, and 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 it and it kind of happened the other night as well because that yep. Vasi got really upset and and they you know there there were some goals that should not have happened. Mm -hmm. um, how. What did you think of the, that, the end of the third period and how some of those goals happened? Yeah, I think that we're seeing that whole, you know, the third goal, no goal kind of deal happening again. Third, three goals is too much. And not only the fact that they let up those, those last two goals, but there was almost a moment that they could have tied off the game if it wasn't for Vasilevsky between the pipes making killer saves as usual. I mean, he had yep. a huge shutdown right before the horn denying Curtis Lazar, and that could have been dangerous. And while this team is very confident and plays well when it comes to overtime and, you know, manages most shootout situations, you don't want to bring it to that because where they are in the Atlantic right now, they're not too far behind the Maple Leafs. So these next few games where they can pick up two points and not really, you know, have some tunnel vision, not pay attention to what the Leafs are doing, but they can tie or surpass the Maple Leafs if they clean up these small things. Kind of back on the defensive note for a second is, you know, when they fail to get it within a structure and they're being outshot by the team, uh, Vancouver outshot them in the first and third period. 
they yep. find themselves in a, in a tough position to try to like play a, a strong two-way game. Um, I know that they want to keep putting goals up and I know that coach Cooper doesn't want them always, you know, backpedaling to protect the lead, but he will have them protect the lead versus giving it up and trying to continue to put shots on goal in most in instances, especially after the second period that they did have. So that's where I was a little confused for a second, actually, Kaylee. Yeah. I'm like, I know that Coach Cooper will have you guys protect the lead, and it just didn't feel like it was being protected in the third period. Um, it felt like, again, time and space is becoming an issue something I wouldn't be surprised for them to work on the next opportunity they get a chance to practice. So it wasn't much of a neutral zone situation here. It was the fact that there was too many gaps for the Canucks to capitalize on and then their ability to get back and then press forward. It was just, it seemed like a tall task and the Canucks are a very average team at the moment. So if you're going up against a different team, a Maple Leaves, a West Coast team, anyone else, you know, that could have been a problematic situation for the guys. So you don't love seeing that third goal. No. You don't want to put Vassy to work to that extent right now. I know we're talking about the halfway point of the season creeping up and stuff, but you know, you don't need to be in these in these death matches if they're unnecessary. And there there could have been a lot more prevention on the ice uh last night. But like I said, on on a good note, you're seeing different names come up on the stat sheet. You're seeing other guys get involved. I think it's now the team as a whole kind of finding where that consistency lies. Um Perbix coming into his identity, Ross Colton turning into second half Colton, Alex Kalorn. I mean, you called his name months ago saying that yep. you would have seen this earlier in the season, but Kalorn's kind of another story where it takes him some time. But once he starts getting into a rhythm and stuff, He's a great player to watch. He's exciting. Yep. I mean, on Brandon Hagel's goal, off the faceoff, nine seconds to get down the ice, and he's the one who led the charge, had a backhanded pass to Hagel for Hagel to score. So in order for this team to collectively come together and have that consistent three-period fight, I think it was crucial for these guys, these players whose names we weren't calling a couple of weeks ago, to find their identity and then see what the next Cooper shuffle holds where, as a whole, they can be consistent. So there's some positives in the fact that we're seeing other names here, other guys finding confidence on the ice and, um, you know, the names changing. Not all the names changing because, of course, Kucherov sits at the top of the list always. Sam Coase is one away from 500 and he'll stay in there. You know, yep. a little bit of a silent situation for some other players that you would rely on being well you like to involved. see Corey Perry's name get called you know Always. Brandon Hagel gets called so you know there there is I mean a decent amount I mean they ended with five goals so and it was by five different guys so Corey Perry Alex mm -hmm. Kalorn Brandon Hagel Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos that's I mean that's that's a pretty good mix you know you add yes. in you know you switch off the Corey Perry for a Ross Colton or the, the, the Alex Kalorn for an Anthony Sorelli, you know, you're adding in these other guys, you know, I'm, I still think Nick Paul is gonna, like, he hasn't had his, you know, he had a, a pretty strong stretch early on in the season. Mm -hmm. um, but then since then it's been a little bit dry for him. I would expect to see him come back up. And then again, who knows what this team and Julian Brisebois is going to do. Are they going to add a forward? Are they going to add a defenseman? What's going to happen uh, as we near the trade deadline that is coming up in February. But Casey, one thing that I noticed that, that was the tiniest bit lacking. So kudos where kudos is due. They did not give to have a, a ton of giveaways. In fact, they only had five giveaways. They had 11 takeaways. Yep. So in terms of owning that part 
of the puck. They did. They did a really good job with that. But the physicality was lacking ever so slightly. They only had 25 hits. Vancouver had 36. So it's just one of those things where it's, you know, you you want to see. And again, we are nitpicking, you guys. This is a good lightning yeah. team. They won the game. Um, but at the same time, they still sit third in the in their division. And in order to contend with guys like the Bruins who are just, I mean, it's like they're outmatching everybody with the Leafs who, you know, like in order to contend with some of these other teams, you have to be nitpicky. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is what coach Cooper talks about. You have to evaluate yourself at that championship level. This is a team that has won two championships that has gone to the Stanley cup finals three years in a row. So you have to evaluate at that them at this high level um but those are things that i think that they can still improve upon um get better with some forechecking uh i think that they controlled the puck fairly well whenever it was in a little bit of rhythm um but increasing that physicality um yeah i i I think that there's just defensively this was not their most sound game defensively Offensively, yeah. it was a it was a fairly good game, but defensively there were some things lacking, um, and the physicality that helps the defense. So yeah. whenever you see physicality lacking, usually their defense is going to be declining because this is a team, especially a defensive team, that leans into that. You know whose name that we didn't talk about very much, and we were just hot on him. Um, hmm. But whose name we we really didn't talk about very much is Victor Who? Hedman. He had 25 minutes on ice last night. Yeah. But uh no assist, you know, though. But not yeah, he, he wasn't he didn't have an assist. He you know that we didn't really call his name very much. Um, I know that he's in the middle of a big life transition and whatnot yes. going on. <laughs> um but he's the leader of the defense. And so you, and so you look to him when there is maybe some defense lacking or, or something going on, you look mm-hmm. to him and it's not that he had a bad game. He, and he finished the night with plus, you know, plus one, but you didn't hear his name. You didn't really yeah. hear his name. He didn't really finish with any kind of like, Oh, amazingness. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things where you, you just have to keep your eye on the holistic picture and holistically, the lightning can they have better in them than what they did last night and yeah, i think absolutely. that they would agree yeah that's what i was gonna say i'm like coach cooper definitely agrees with that um and in his post-game presser mentioning the fact that let's see what he said here we've got to be a better team when we get back or when we get back than we were when we left we need to come back from this road trip with more points than games that's the goal we have going out there. Let's make it happen. So he's fully aware that this probably wasn't the best showing before going on a road trip. I think um, the bolts were like nine and nine on the road. And so they don't have the strongest, most consistent winning record. They start off some road trips quite strong and then it kind of falls off with this being a longer road trip. That's what makes that a bit more nerve wracking. You know, the yep. one of the road trips where they started off with Buffalo, they had these back to back, really interesting, weird wins. And then, you know, go and lose to Boston, which was a very winnable game for them. They did a lot of great things. Um, so I'm sure this team doesn't want that to be the theme of all their road trips. This one being a big one, they've got a lot of away games coming up in the second stretch here. So this is going to be a big test to see 
if they can carry all of the cleanup from practices and a lot of that luck and confidence from home ice on the road with them. So nine consecutive wins at home is great, but they need to, they need to make sure that it translates. And that means that everyone's going to have to be involved and that's going to be imperative of them playing their game. Cause they're also going to play a lot of tough teams. And so yeah getting in your structure or not allowing teams to force you out of your structure. I know we talk about that a lot here on pucks and bolts, but it's crucial. Um, you know, you're also playing a lot of games. You're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time too. Right. You have five games. Yeah. You have one, you have back to back games. I mean, you have like, there's only, yeah. I mean, you have like two day, let's see one, two, three days off a week or less. Yeah. Yeah. You have only three days off. Uh, you have a back to back. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot of hockey Casey Mm -hmm. that they're going to be playing. Yeah. And I think they're up to the task. I will say that it's, it's other things that we've talked about here extensively. Like when they play physical teams, you know, we talked about the penalty minutes that this Canucks team has racked up. We've talked about their three most physical guys, Luke Shin being one of them. Tyler Miles was a pain in the butt last night. He was one of the guys that fed Pedersen for the goal, that third goal that should have never happened. He had seven shots on goal as well. Myers is a really good player, and he has just as much physicality to his game as he does um, putting shots on net. So the other thing that I pay attention to when I see this road trip is how many physical teams they're about to match up with and how these physical teams have kind of been, you know, an issue to keeping them out of their structure. So I'll be interested to see the the bolts did not have practice today because they fly out for St. Louis. They take on the St. Louis blues tomorrow, um, which has always been a nice fun matchup between these two teams. Uh, It was funny because the first hockey game I took my mom to, blues versus the lightning and i'm like you know my mom doesn't do blood but she doesn't mind like she loves sports she just can't do blood and i was like you know just so that you're aware there can be some fighting sometimes sometimes you may see some blood so you know just keep your eyes your eyes so you know and last time they played the blues uh after thanksgiving on friday you know the the game opened up with four fights in the first period it was just like a bashing session yeah, oh, so yeah. my mom's texting me and I'm in studio covering for JP and she's like, why is this happening? And I'm like, mom, just close your eyes for a second, breathe. So It'll again, a team, exactly, a team that can be very physical, a team that will want to physically wear out the lightning, prevent them from getting in structure, prevent them from getting in a flow. Too many penalties on either side is not is never really a good thing for this lightning team. So they've got to be disciplined. You mentioned that a lot on here, Kaylee. And um, I think they just kind of lack some of that discipline last night. You kind of see some of the highlights from the game and realize, okay, there were some tensions rising. There was some frustration and, you know, you weren't able to stay mentally sound in this game or with your line. And that's probably going to be the biggest takeaway that they're going to have to imply or apply heading into the game. So that's a, that's a lot of things to consider, but at least they did walk away with two points. You can't ever yep. get mad about two points and you're, you have your steady eddies on the team that you can always count on and rely on. And Brandon Hagel's becoming one of them. So super excited to share some of his thoughts with you guys and um, how he doesn't think he's the skilled player on that line, but I think he's very skilled and contributing yes. to this team in many important ways. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. Be sure to follow us at pucks and bolts uh, so that you can find out when that little mini. So drops Kaylee, I think it's time to get in some cherry pickers before I raise too much and give my players away. Like I always do. 
I think well, I got uh, you might, players. We might have the same player then because Brandon Hagel is mine. I just was super impressed at, at how he managed to, you know, he, he plays so well with anyone that he plays with. He just is so adaptable. So mm-hmm. you have him on the top line and he's contributing, he's adding, and then you put him on the second line, he's contributing, he's adding, he's setting Alex Kalorn up, he's scoring goals himself. Um, I mean, I really look to that line and they're a huge reason, you know, considering even strength, that line amounted for two even strength goals. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there was two power play goals, right? Like, and then and then only one other even strength goal by the top line. So this line, even strength five on five, this line was the most dominant line, and it was when Brandon Hagel was on that line um, with Alex Kalorn and Anthony Sorelli. And so I just you, you just love to see this kid being successful coming out here. Mm-hmm. He's super humble. He's a, he's just such a nice guy. And so if fans, humble. you're going to hear that more whenever you hear uh, Casey's sit down with him, but he's just a super, super relaxed, chill guy, um, mm-hmm. knows hockey, has a great eye and, and has a, an engine in him. He just runs and, and it's, it's really, really great to see. So, uh, he's my cherry picker. Um, not only is he super flexible, but you know, the fact that he, uh, had two points added an assist for Alex Kalorn, got his own goal again, even strength. Um, I think that he was, he, aside from the, you know, uh, Steven Stamkos almost getting 500 to me, he was the most exciting player to watch on the ice last night. Yeah. I actually love that. Um, of course I agree with everything in that. I think he always deserves to be a cherry picker. Um, he shows up for this team in, in so many different ways. Okay. So if I had to take a little turn here, I feel like Nick Perbix was my cherry picker last episode. I think he was, (laughs) I know it's just, but I mean, he deserves it again. He was, he was uh, an assist on both of those goals that I was just talking about. Exactly. Like coming in, coming in hot with the assist. Um, again, his smarts are just starting to show more and more game by game. And I just have so much respect for him. And I we can't call him a kid. You know, he did the college path and stuff like that. His maturity shows so much. But still, you know, being newer to this team, it, it just feels like to be getting your footing with such a great team. I think of the Bolts as such an elite team. He's stepping up so quickly, and I feel like he's going to just continue to solidify his own path with this team. Of course, obviously, front office thinks so as they extended his contract. So um, that or, you know what, let's go with Alex Kalorn. I loved, he Ooh, just, okay. he was a ballerina on the ice last night. Last oh, spinning, yeah. A spinning goal, backhanded, spinning backhanded pass to Hagel. Like, Killer was in influencer mode last night. So we're going to give yes, him he was. a cherry <laughs> <laughs> for being one of the, one of the swaggiest guys. I love this could that. Be one of the swaggiest rosters in the league. I would dare oh, somebody to add sure. me on that one. You can you can honestly yeah. go on and on about any of these guys. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, honorable mention Nick Perbix. I already gave him a cherry uh, picker this this week, but um, it'll be Alex Kalorn for me. It's it's exciting to see when Killer starts coming into his own, and we've seen you know Alex Kalorn be so dominant offensively for this Tampa Bay Lightning team, and. While the first 25, 35, 30% of this season may have been a slow start for some of these guys, we're starting to see people get into their element, find their role, find their footing, killer being at the top of that list. So Alex Lauren will be my cherry picker. I love it. I think that's, that's a great pick. 
Uh, okay. Well, Casey, uh, I know that you have some exciting plans in store. Not only do you have a mini-sode coming out with Brandon Hagel, but you also are going to have some really exciting guests. You're going to have some player interviews, um, that and so much more. Do you want to plug some of the excitement that's coming up? I know I'm taking a step back, but you have some big plans in store for this podcast for these lightning fans. I do. I do. And luckily, you know, I've been able to chat with and work hand in hand with our great producer, Spencer. So I will say this without giving too much away. You're going to want to follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter. You're going to want to download that Odyssey app so that you can keep up to date on whatever I have up my sleeve. We will have guests. And then, you know, Spencer and I are planning on having some different kind of fun guests on because All-Star Week is coming up like roughly two weeks away. And that All-Star conversation is so much fun. You get to talk more about the skills. Uh, that go into to games or skills that you won't particularly see in a game, but you know that these guys are capable of. So I love all-star week. I love seeing the guys kind of really lean into their personalities, let their hair down and you get a real glimpse at why hockey is such an exciting and impressive and just an all around amazing sport to be a part of watch cover or be a fan of. So the best way to know what's coming up is to follow us at Pucks and Bolts. Um, we'll have some of the top media members from the Tampa Bay Lightning hopping on the show with us as guests. I have been talking with Eric Erlinson. Um, Once he gets back from a little mini vacay, then he will be hopping on here. Very analytical, great mind. Um, we're going to talk to other media members. And then whenever practice and the boys get back in town, I'll be having more sit downs with the players in the locker room. So also let me know, what would you want to know from your favorite player? We don't always want to sit there and have a stuffy interview. You know, you want to talk and rave about these guys' statistics and their skill set, but you know, hockey players are a very wee um, organization, which is beautiful to see. And, but they, there's so much personality you really don't get to see of these guys. So if there's questions that, you know, you've been dying to ask your favorite player, let us know over at Pucks and Bolts and I'll get a chance to sit down and ask the guys after practice and, you know, bring you guys that news. So a lot of insight, a lot of stories, a lot of storylines still coming at you here at Pucks and Bolts. And, you know, we'll bring Kaylee in as a special guest when she has the time, but send her your prayers, best wishes, best vibes, all the great things. Um, Kaylee, you already know, I think the world of you, uh, we had our, our first half of our goodbye on our other show together, but you know, I'll say it again here. I appreciate the sacrifice, the time, the effort. If you guys don't know this as fans, it's one thing to be a fan watching games and getting to go home. It's another thing to cover this and have to do, you know, an hour long show and an hour, two or three of research and piece everything together and do it during the holidays, during, during the weekends, you know, missing out on time with friends and family. It's a sacrifice. And getting this off the ground, starting this show with you, Kaylee, it's the ultimate sacrifice. So I was was so appreciative to have you with me doing this, have you helping me get this off the ground. Um, All the tiresome mornings or the late nights that we've covered things. We tried to do a West Coast game for you guys right after. While that was an experience, we learned a lot at that moment. So as always, um, an honor to get to talk hockey with you, an honor to get to talk football with you, an honor, you know, meeting you and becoming friends with you and having you in this industry, in this chaotic world of of sports and always sending you the best and knowing that you're just going to crush it at whatever comes in your next chapter and always praying for your health first. And we're excited to have you back on as a guest to talk hockey because you're always going to be watching the Bolts, celebrating the Bolts. You are bolts through through. You've covered this team for 100%. so long. A hundred percent. I am. I for sure am. Well, Casey, um, yeah, just to reiterate, I'm, I'm so thankful for, for, 
uh, the time to be able to do this uh, was so fun. And I know that you're just going to continue to uh, just do amazing things within this podcast and beyond. Thank you so much, Casey. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you, Bill, for believing in us. Um, and I am so excited to continue to listen and watch and comment and talk about what you all are doing here. So fans, if you want to stay up to date on the latest and greatest on Pucks and Bolts and Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey, be sure to follow at Pucks and Bolts. That's A-N-D Bolts on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Casey at the Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. And then download the Odyssey app that way that you can get uh, the latest episodes of Pucks and Bowls. They'll come straight to your phone. So anytime there's a new episode, including mini sods, because Casey, like she said, she goes to practice. She talks to the players. She has the lowdown for you. All of those mini sods and full episodes, recaps, previews, and more will come straight to your phone. So you will be up to date and know everything about what's going on with this Tampa Bay Lightning team. I'm Kaylee Mizell. For now, for the last time for now, I will be signing off. Thank you guys so much, and I will see you around the corner.